So, um, you know, I wanted to talk about the current recession and I wanted to give you guys an update on all of the economic activity that's going on here. You know, I think that this is a very appropriate thing to talk about in these weekly market analysis videos. I always have like some kind of motivation or something I'm talking about at the end of these episodes when I'm done going over my currency pairs and stuff. So I, I kind of wanted to do that here, you know, just take a few minutes to do that. So overall, the economic situation, guys, is not looking good. So for those of you who don't know, all right, the people who are unemployed and have filed for unemployment or receiving unemployment are not only receiving unemployment from their state, but they're also receiving unemployment from the federal government. The federal government has been giving them an extra $600 a week, okay? Not a month, a week, which is a lot of money for some people. They've been giving them an extra $600 a week in unemployment checks, and that program is going to be ending on July 31st, the end of this month. This is pretty, sh this is pretty uh, scary because, you know, whether you agree with the stimulus packets or not, I don't agree with the stimulus packets because the, 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 the economy needs to crash. Prices need to get cheaper. We are overpriced right now. The stock market is way too expensive. Real estate is expensive. Every asset valuations are are off the charts right now. And the only reason is because the government keeps printing money and injecting it into the economy and banks keep lending out money that they don't have in cash reserves. This is generally what causes price inflation is monetary inflation. The increase in the supply of money causes, once that money gets circulated into the economy, it causes prices to rise. Now, obviously, they don't rise across the board, but they do rise. They just rise wherever the money is being spent, right? Wherever the money is, quote unquote, circulated. And so what's actually going on here is, so we, we do need the market to crash, but that's going to have a lot of negative impact on a lot of people. A lot of people are going to be out of jobs. It's, it, and it can be very, very scary. I've lived through stuff like this before. I know the pain that goes on. Guys, I, I don't know if you guys are aware, but and maybe you haven't heard the story. If you're just joining me, you may have not actually heard me tell the story, so I'm going to go ahead and tell it. You know, when my wife and I first got married, we didn't have hardly any money. We were both working part-time jobs. We couldn't even live on our own. I mean, we live in Texas, all right, North Texas to be specific, and Texas has cheap real estate values compared to a lot of other parts of the country and a lot of parts of the world for that matter, and Texas, on top of the cheap real estate value, it also has cheap renting fees with regards to apartments, and we couldn't even afford that. So we ended up having to live with friends for a while. Well, the friends that we were living with was this other couple, really, really great people, where, well, the husband ended up losing his job, and 
got another job back, but the job that he got back was not a, a it wasn't paying nearly as much money as the job that he previously had. And over the years, they struggled and struggled and struggled for a long time. They were nice enough to take us in in spite of all this. And we needed a place to stay. And what ended up happening was that after years of struggling to try to keep that house afloat, our friends ended up getting evicted. And my wife and I were living with them at the same time, so we got evicted with them. They had this uh, formal dining room that we had converted into a makeshift apartment and a family room, which was kind of like a, a secondary uh, living room, right, where you kind of just go, maybe you watch TV, something of that nature. So we, we kind of converted all that into a secondary apartment, so our stuff was out in front of the house. Uh, it was at the front end of the home so that when the eviction occurred, all of our stuff got thrown out on the front lawn. Guys, it was it was bad. It's very, very painful. I, I, I don't know if I can honestly express the amount of pain that was there. We had, had neighbors that were driving by that were saying, oh, well, my gosh, what happened? Just making it even more embarrassing that we had just gotten kicked out of our friend's house and our friends just got kicked out of their house. I mean, it, it was bad. And it sucked. I know what it's like to not have any money, to be broke, essentially. To not even be able to afford to live on your own. I know what it's like to go through an eviction and to get kicked out of where you live. It, it, it's not a fun experience at all. I wouldn't want to wish it on anybody. So, look, when I say that the economy needs to crash, okay, I know that that means that a lot of people are going to effectively lose their jobs. People are already losing their jobs in the tens of millions. And it's going to get worse. You see, here's what they're, they don't want you to know. But the recession isn't over yet. The, the economy needs to crash. If it continues to go higher, then the crash is going to get worse and worse and worse. Guys, this is a boom, we, we have a boom-bust cycle here in America. Everywhere does. This is just part of economics. You always have a boom-bust cycle. Whether you have a completely free market e economy or not, you always are going to have a boom-bust cycle. You can have a boom-bust cycle in in small little industries as well that are completely isolated from the rest of the economy, like uh, milk. At one point in time, there was this big run-up in the price of and the value of milk. So a lot more dairy farmers came in and started, you know, uh, you know, buying cows and buying big plots of land, and they were they were harvesting the milk from these cows and stuff. And you you saw an increase in competition in that industry. Well, then all of a sudden, you had so many different dairy farmers that came in. After enough came in, it disrupted the market enough. People didn't want to pay higher prices. As more competition came in, it lowered the prices more and more and more, which was really good for the consumer. Hey, you got to buy milk at a dirt cheap price. That was awesome. But it ended up hurting the farmers. And when price got to a, to a certain low, a certain point, a lot of farmers had too much debt, had too many issues. They couldn't operate efficiently as other farmers did. And they ended up going under. That's what happens in an economy. That's the boom and bust cycle. If you don't allow the businesses to go under, 
then you've got to be paying those businesses money. And where are you going to get the money to pay a business that's losing money? Well, usually it's the government. And if the government's doing it, the government's getting their money from guess guess who? You and me. They're getting the money from everyday taxpayers. So they're basically stealing money from everybody else in order to give money to a company that effectively is not profitable. This Do this enough and it causes a drag on the economy and that's what's going on right now. These stimulus checks that we're getting, these uh, PPP loans that businesses are getting, all of this is offering a drag on the economy. Look, here's another thing. Even if you don't have governments that are giving money to to businesses to keep them afloat, to try to save jobs because high unemployment rates look bad for a politician, but even if you don't do that, okay, keep in mind, even if you decide not to do that and you decide to keep the, somehow this company, someone's keeping this company afloat. Let's say it's not the government, all right? Money is constantly flowing into this business by buying their products. The company is horribly inefficient. And eventually that money that is flowing in to this business could be going somewhere else, somewhere where it's used more efficiently. All right. Labor that is taken up by this business because of the people they've hired, that is also being used up too. And again, it's not being used in a good manner. It's not being managed well. It's not being used in an efficient manner. Efficiency is key. Efficiency usually means better product, a higher quality product at a cheaper price. And it usually, it it can mean more employment for everybody else. But in order to achieve that efficiency, businesses have to go under. Businesses have to effectively die. Jobs, job loss has to rise. And then what would happen is that labor can be distributed in more efficient manners, in better manners. That money that was being spent on these inefficient companies can be spent on better, more efficient companies where they can provide you a cheaper product at a much higher quality. It benefits everybody in the economy to do this. Okay? This is why an economy needs to crash. Not only that, but the economy needs to crash because asset valuations are really, really high. Stock valuations are high. Stock prices are high. You know, it's very, very difficult to have enough money to invest in the stock market in this day and age. You know, real estate values are are high. I mean, I'm feeling this. The real estate values in Texas have been rising for a long time now. Look, I know I keep belaboring the point here, but the economy needs to fall. If the economy doesn't fall now, And the economy doesn't take a dive now and the economy just continues to go higher, then everything's going to get worse. Stocks are going to continue to get more expensive to a point where no one can buy them anymore. Real estate and other assets are going to do the exact same thing. Okay? Things need to get cheaper Labor needs to be redistributed into the economy in a more efficient manner. Economics will do that. You don't need to have a government that does that. And then on top of that, you also have money that's being used on these inefficient businesses that need to also get redistributed. So guys, the crash needs to happen and it's going to happen. 
Okay, the thirty, the thirty-two, thirty-six percent decline in the in the stock market that should not have been that shouldn't have been all. It should have been worse. But look, the the unemployment, the federal unemployment, uh, extra six hundred dollar a week check that everyone's is going away on July thirty-first. And as the year goes on, debt extensions such as mortgages, car loans, and student loans, among others, are going to end as well. And when all of this ends, there will be a surge of loan delinquencies throughout the entire economy that is going to drive the economy further into a deeper recession than what everyone thought would happen. The banks are are more than likely going to need another bailout in order to stay afloat, and many large and small corporations are going to die and go under as a result of it all. That is what is effectively going to happen here, ladies and gentlemen. We're not out of this yet. Now, this is all under the assumption that the government doesn't extend the stimulus packages. The government doesn't uh, do another stimulus package. This is all under the assumption that the government doesn't provide maybe more money to businesses. This is all under the assumption that the government doesn't continue to provide the extra $600 a week. But here's the thing. If the government continues to provide that extra $600 a week, guess what's going to happen? People are not going to be incentivized to get back to work. You're going to further increase unemployment because they're actually getting ma- making more money, they're getting paid more money by staying unemployed than they are by getting their jobs back. On top of that, again, you're also allowing the businesses that are inefficient to survive, which is a drag on the overall economy. It takes more money and more labor out of the economy that could be applied elsewhere. Guys, this is just economics. This is how economics works. Okay? The market needs to crash more. It needs to be allowed to. I think what's probably going to happen here is that the the government's probably going to step in and more than likely going the government's going to, you know, continue it its stimulus packets. We may see another uh, one or two other stimulus stimulus packages throughout the year. And then they're probably going to continue the unemployment payments, although probably, I don't know if they're going to continue quite at the $600 a month. But guys, this is not over yet. Okay? It's not over. You need to keep that in mind. You need to understand that. We're not out of the woods yet. And this is why it's so important, ultimately, that you need to become financially free by controlling the source of your income. I know I say this all the time, guys, but this is why. This crash is going to be bad. This is going to be way worse. This recession is going to be worse than 2008. That's what I believe. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. This recession is going to be way worse. So far, everyone is expecting this V-shaped recovery, you know, as the virus goes away, which it's not going to go away anytime soon, probably going to stick around until next year at some point. Um, you know, the virus is going to stick around. The fear of it's going to stick around. People are not consuming the way that they were before. Guys, I mean, look, people don't have much in the way of savings, so they can't, they don't have any money to weather the storm. This is not going to end well. All right. You need to become financially free. I implore you, take control of your income. Find a way to do it. You can do it with trading, but this is not the only way that you can do it. You need to take control of your income. 
Become an internet entrepreneur. Maybe if you have a skill that you think others would be willing to pay for, teach them a course. Put the course together, sell it to them for a couple hundred bucks, maybe a thousand dollars or whatever, uh, however important your, you think your skill is. Get out there and market your stuff. Just do, do something. Don't just rely on a business for your income because guess what? At the end of the day, they don't care about you. Sure, yes, employees and businesses have a symbiotic relationship where they don't want to be total jerks to you because if they're going to be that way, they're not going to be able to attract really good employers, right? So yeah, they care about you to a certain extent, but they don't care about you when it comes time to lay you off. Many businesses do care about their employees, but many businesses are still going to have to lay those employees off one way or the other. It's either that or the whole business goes under. And you can't sacrifice the entire business for one or two or even a thousand jobs. At the end of the day, the business exists to make money, to provide value to customers and to make money, not to provide jobs. Okay, they're not a government they don't steal money from one group of individuals and give it to another group, you know, so they can create jobs. Businesses exist for one reason and one reason only, to make money by providing value to other people. And it doesn't matter how much they care about their employees. When push comes to shove, they will lay them off. So your response should be not to rely on these people for your livelihood. Okay? Stop relying on somebody else for your income and take control over your income. Guys, that's the only way to become financially free, to become truly free, and to truly control your destiny and your future. It is incredibly important that you do this. The economy, the recession is not over, and it's going to get worse. If the loan delinquencies start to happen... It's going to get worse. Banks, are, like I said, are probably going to be needed to be bailed out again, just like in 2008, and probably with even more money. And the government's already spending a ton of money by doing all the stimulus checks, by paying people extra in unemployment, which is further increases them to not get their jobs back or not even try, not even try to get another job. And you know what the saddest thing about all of this is? You know who the, these crashes, this government manipulation, this, this all happened because of the government. They decided to shut it all down. You know what the really sad thing is? The poorest among us in our nation are going to get hurt the worst by all of this. That's really the saddest thing. They're going to get hurt more so than anybody else. And it's, it, it, it's sad. It really, really is sad. But guys, that's the reality that we live in. Like it or not, agree with it or not, that's the reality that we live in. So it's important that you control the source of your income. Again, trading is a great way to do that. If you're interested in, in, in doing that via trading, go check out Tier 1 Trading. You know, guys, Tier 1 Trading is an amazing trading company. They will teach you the art and the skill of trading. They're not just going to teach you a strategy. No, no, no. They're going to teach you patterns. They're going to teach you how to read price charts. They're going to teach you how to backtest, how to foretest, how to engage in money management, which would can exponentially grow your trading account. Right? That's how you exponentially grow your trading is with money management. They need to teach you how to do all this. They're going to teach you 
how to create a strategy. And it's amazing. They're absolutely amazing. Guys, I, I, I messed around with trading for a while and didn't really get hardly anywhere. I didn't really have any good direction, didn't really know what I was doing up until I found them. Up until I found Akil Stokes and Jason Greystone, Charles Miles, I didn't really know what I was doing. And then I found them and the light bulb just clicked. They taught me everything I needed to know. And yeah, I firmly believe that I am now on my track to becoming a consistently profitable trader and becoming financially free. So guys, if you're interested in doing it, go check that. Go check them out. They're not going to turn you down the wrong path. They're absolutely amazing. Also, if you are not interested in trading, but you still want to, uh, you know, get a new skill, become a internet entrepreneur, become a business owner, take control over the source of your income, then hey, go check out Skillshare.com. Guys, Skillshare is an absolutely wonderful platform and there are hundreds, if not thousands of courses on Skillshare. And it's really dirt cheap. I think they're doing a one month free right now. That's not exclusive to my show. This is just an affiliate program. Um, not They're not a sponsor on my show, but I think they're giving about a one month free. So it's absolutely amazing, guys. Go check them out. It's only like 100 bucks for an entire year. It's really not that expensive. So I highly, highly, highly encourage you to go check Skillshare out and learn a new skill that you can go off and then teach somebody else. I mean, look, I, I've learned, I've used Skillshare for tons of stuff, uh, website design, you know, email copywriting, email marketing, you know, I've done, I just finished a, a course on YouTube ads. I mean, it's, it, there's tons of great stuff. There's how to drive, you know, how to, how to fly a drone. There's all kinds of amazing things out there on Skillshare. So if you're interested in, in learning a new skill, you know, if you need to learn a new skill, cause you don't feel like you have any skills that are valuable to teach anybody or whatever, you know, then go, go check them out. Skillshare is amazing. Skillshare is great. You really aren't going to go wrong and it's it's dirt cheap education, guys. And just because it's cheap does not mean that it's poor quality. It's pretty good quality. Everything that I've done has been pretty top-notch. And then last but not least, guys, if you're interested in trading, then check out TradingView. Guys, TradingView.com is the number one charting platform out there. I'm going to tell you guys a bit of a story. You know, a long time ago, I used to, when I was just getting into all this, it was like four, five years ago, I was actually uh, trading from a mobile app. And the mobile app also had a feature on the desktop. You could actually get the charts on the desktop. Guys, I don't know. The charts sucked. You couldn't draw stuff on. It was difficult to manipulate the charts. It was difficult to, you know, change the charts. It was difficult to do anything with the charts. It absolutely sucked. I don't even remember what charting software it was. And on top of it, it was the stock market and it was like 20 minutes delayed. It was, it was, it was just not, it was not pleasant to use. I didn't like it at all. Trading view is so much better, so much better. And for a fraction of the cost, I did end up going with another trading platform. And I'm not going to tell you guys the name. It was a decent trading platform. It was primarily for stocks. You couldn't trade straight from the charts, which was very, very unfortunate, but it was a decent platform, but you had to pay like a monthly fee for it. And the monthly fee was really expensive. Like, I think it was like $100 a month. I could be wrong with that, but I think, it, no, maybe it was like 60 bucks a month. It doesn't matter. 
It was very, very expensive. And again, it was it was very complicated. It was a very powerful charting platform, but very, very complicated to use. But look, TradingView, it's either, I mean, TradingView is only like $20 a month. $20 a month. Come on, what do you spend $20 a month on? You could spend it on a whole host of, I mean, seriously. You spend it on tons of other stuff. If you are interested in trading, guys, this TradingView is a wonderful platform. It really, really is. And it, it, it it's my favorite charting platform out there. Now, I don't use it for backtesting. I actually use another platform called NinjaTrader7 for backtesting. They provide you free data and a whole host of other things, but th that's what I use for historical data. Unfortunately, when you're looking at TradingView, I'll show you guys here real quick. If you're actually listening to this on podcast, you're not going to see this. I do apologize for that, but... If you actually go to TradingView and you look at the charts, even if you were to zoom out on the weekly, you can zoom out all the way into the 1990s. But if you're looking for the you know, just an hourly chart, 60 minutes, you're not going to get a whole lot of data. Let's see how far this sucker will go back. I don't think. Yeah, so you see it only goes back to 2019. Assuming that's it, right? Okay, yeah. Just make sure it hadn't like gapped up all the way up here and I couldn't see it. Um, yeah, it only goes back to 2019. Not exactly a very large amount of data to backtest a strategy off of. So that being said, guys, TradingView is absolutely amazing. They're awesome. I don't use it for backtesting, but I use it for forward testing and basically just showing people my trading ideas and whatnot. It's absolutely amazing. If you're interested, you could do no worse than TradingView. They're absolutely amazing. Go check them out, guys. They are the number one, in my opinion, they are the number one charting platform out there. So, guys, that kind of uh, is going to wrap up the show. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I do apologize. I didn't mean for it to be depressing. Yeah, I just wanted to give you guys an update on what's happening in our economy. Odds are the government's going to come in. They're going to probably distribute more stimulus packages. They're probably going to, you know, uh, continue the federal unemployment checks that people have been getting. Probably won't be $600 a week. It probably will be a little less. But they're probably going to do something because if they don't, it will definitely further this decline that we're already in. It's going to happen anyways. What I think is happening is I think they are trying to keep everything afloat up until the election in November. And I think once the election happens, it's going to be, you know, no holds bar. I think it, it basically the, the, they're going to let it go. I think they're going to stop trying to manipulate the, the market and try to keep the market from, from taking a big, big dive. But I don't know for sure. I, I don't know. If, I don't, I don't know a hundred percent. What I know is that we're not out of this yet. And if they continue this thing higher that is very scary. If they continue to push the markets higher, you know, the, the index is higher, the stock market higher, that's very, very, very scary. But I can tell you right th this right now. The indexes, the stock market, even the bond market, these are not representative of the, of the economy. Oftentimes, it, it's happened multiple times throughout history where the market and the economy were not exactly the same thing, where they didn't correlate. They do correlate from time to time, but the stock market is not an indicator of economic health. Okay? It just isn't. And right now, the only one of the other reasons that the stock market is going higher 
is because the Federal Reserve is pumping money into it through the bond market. They're pumping money into the companies that are on the stock market through the bond market. And that's actually one of the biggest reasons why the, um, the markets are still going higher to this day, which is it's just bad. I mean, I'll be honest, I was hoping for the stock market crash so that I could actually, you know, buy stuff up on the cheap. It's like, you know, getting a discount, right? It's really actually pretty cool. I mean, it's it's like it's like going into your favorite store and saying, hey, we got 50% off. That's great. It's absolutely great. It makes things cheaper. More people can get involved in the stock market at that point. But unfortunately, um, we're not seeing that yet. Hopefully, hopefully we do get that. But uh, unfortunately, we're not. So anyways, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I hope, I hope you guys understand that you need to take the importance of taking control over the source of your income and becoming financially free because it's the only way to be truly be free. Think about it. Not having to ask for permission to go on vacation. You can make money wherever you live. You can live anywhere you want. There's no limit as to how much money you can make. You don't have to wait for a promotion. No, you just make another product. Do another sales campaign. There is no limit to how much money you can make, ladies and gentlemen. So get out there. Find out what you really want to do in your life. Try to imagine what you want your life to look like. What is your perfect day? If you've never asked yourself that question, you need to. Ask yourself the question, what is your perfect day? Okay? And then when you figure out what your perfect day looks like, start making the choices that pushes you in that direction so that you can have a life like the one you want. So you can have a life that you're happy with, a life that you actually want. So guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, make sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and don't forget to check out the website, newmillenniumwealth.com. Also, if you're listening to this on iTunes, if you're listening on this via podcast, um, I, I take these excerpts from my weekly market analysis videos, and I put them in my podcast episodes. So guys, if you, if you are listening to this on iTunes, make sure to leave me a rating and review. And one more thing, guys, there is one thing that I would like to ask you to do. I'm trying to to grow my channel, trying to grow my YouTube channel, my podcast episodes, and in the end, I can't do that without y'all's help. I'm trying to grow this message. You see, I don't I don't view this as just being a a business for the sake of making money only. You know, yeah, I'm in it to make money, of course. That's why anybody does this, but I'm also in it to spread this message of financial freedom and personal empowerment to as many people who will listen. I think the more I feel personally that the more and more people that we get to believe this, the more and more people come to the belief that they can control their own life and their own destiny, the better off our world is going to get. So guys, that's why I'm doing this. I want to promote this message of financial freedom to as many people. And because ultimately the message states that it is you who controls your future. You who controls your destiny, your life. Not some politician. Not some economic crisis. You control your life. That's a very empowering message. I don't know about you, but I am very. I get very pumped when I hear that message. It's very empowering. And I hope you feel the same way. And if you do, do me a favor and share the show. Okay? Get out there and share it with as many people as you can, you know, post it on wherever you guys are at. If you guys are on Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, wherever, doesn't matter. Share it. 
Share it with someone you think is going to enjoy it. Just share it in general. If you guys decide to do that, it is one of the biggest compliments you could ever offer to me. Guys, I love you. I'm super appreciative of you guys being here. You know, I, I absolutely love it that you guys come here each and every week to listen to me. It, it's amazing. It fills me up with joy and just to know that I'm providing value to you guys. And if you'll do all that for me, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Hey, have a happy 4th of July weekend for those of you who are in the United States. It's going to be a fun week. It's absolutely, you know, I'm looking, I'm, I'm very, very much looking forward to it. So, hey, have fun. Know the risks, plan accordingly, and I'll see you next time.